This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Monday, February 26th. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We keep changing it up on you guys. Dave and I cannot stay healthy for two weeks in a row. Steve Hellwagon, knowing the most important, most important ability is availability, is here as always to uh, hit in the three hole. We're going to talk about some good stuff today. Very interesting things going on. We got some a good cadre of Buckeyes going to the NFL Combine, though not the group we may have once thought. The basketball team, who knows what's going on there? We we were in a full-on nosedive mid-season coach firing, and now there's tears after almost every game. So who knows what the heck's going on? And then uh, we will get to your questions. And all you would like to know, we will probably go lighter on recruiting today and heavier on team stuff when it comes to questions. And then tomorrow, I will have the Dean and the Grand Poobah, Mark Porter, back in here, and we will crush recruiting. Steve, the NFL Combine is sort of like the annual uh, Ohio State rite of passage where about 10 dudes go there and learn they're going to be making somewhere in the neighborhood between 750 and $8 million in the next 12 months. And Ohio State players are always impressive. This year, much different scene, seeing as how half the group is going. Uh, Michigan will get all the credit for sending everybody who likes to get picked in the fifth round and later, but I digress. Ohio State will still send seven high-quality football players there, of course, headlined by the best player in college football this past season. Marvin Harrison Jr., you are also a staple at the Combine. What are you expecting from the Buckeyes? What are you expecting from the Combine? Anything different given they're about half attendance? Your vibes on the week ahead because you will be in Indy. Yeah, Dan, uh, this is the year 2024, and I think one of the first ones I went to was with James Laurinaitis and Malcolm Jenkins back in like 2009. So I did miss one in there somewhere. I didn't go. 
uh, for whatever reason. But uh, most years I've been there since then. So this is like 13, 14, 15 years in a row. And uh, what's interesting is uh, for these guys, <clears throat> each player who is selected, and there's usually about in the low 300s that uh, get to go, there are more players who attend the combine than will be drafted because, uh, what, there's 32 teams in seven rounds. There's some compensatory picks as well. So generally less than 250 guys will be drafted. Uh, it's a six-day process for these guys. Uh, yeah. So they arrive and then they go through five days of stuff before they leave Indianapolis uh, for our standpoint, uh, media interviews will run Wednesday through Saturday, and it'll be the defensive linemen, linebackers first, then uh, defensive backs, tight ends. Then the big day everybody's going to be watching is Friday, Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receivers, and all of those draft-eligible quarterbacks will be uh, interviewed on Friday. Uh, the on-field stuff goes Thursday to Sunday, and it seems to me – that the running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers that everybody wants to watch will be going on all day Saturday there on NFL Network. So uh, block out your day on uh, Saturday for that. Although we don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to work out, probably won't run at this combine, but we'll come in and do interviews with probably – 15 or 20 of the of the teams. I mean, he's projected in the top two or three, along with Caleb Williams, the quarterback from USC. It's kind of, you know, do you need a wide receiver? Do you need a quarterback? Do you trade down? You know, that type of thing. Make a decision, I guess, the people at the top of the draft. So uh, for us, seven guys, you know, next year it'll be 16 to 18 guys probably. So Michigan's having their field day year this year, whereas Ohio State will have it next year. And uh, as we said, Marvin Harrison Jr., the top guy, CBS Sports, our network, has him as the number one overall draft prospect ahead of Caleb Williams, although most of the mocks have Caleb Williams going number one. Sure. Then it trails off all the way down to number 44, Michael Hall Jr., defensive lineman, projected as second-round pick. 6'2", Dan, is that big enough to play defensive tackle in the National Football League? I don't think it is. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Your third down rush specialist. Okay. Um, he cr we've known this about, about him since um, high school. He has about the best first step for a guy that size you'll ever see. Yeah. And if you watch any of the Senior Bowl, put it this way. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson was the star of the senior bowl, the center from Oregon. He lost one rep and you can guess who that was. So Mike Hall jr. Yes. Uh, Beauty's in the eye of the beholder too. And you got 32 teams. Someone's going to see that first step. That's why I think he's gone from fourth to about second round. Okay. Uh, Kate Stover, the tight end, 6'4", 251. He's the number one Oh one prospect, number four tight end, and probably a third-round pick right now. So what he's going to do is go in, and he is going to wow everybody with uh, the uh, team interviews, meeting with people in person, and then possibly he'll do something on the field that will catapult him up, uh, maybe in the agility drills. I don't know. But he needs to have a good combine, I think. If he does, 
you know, tight ends, uh, a great one, as you see with Kelsey and, and the Browns have at times with Njoku, can really catapult your oh, offense. Yeah. So we'll see if Stover can can make that case for himself and get up in the late second round. But it's you don't generally take those guys real, real high. There'll be uh, a run on tight ends in the third round, just like yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, that's one of those value deals with running backs and linebackers. Now they've been pushed down. I think Kate also needs to have a good meeting with the doctors. That guy was one of the yes. walking wounded for so much this year. I don't think he has anything serious, but man, uh, he had a lot of oil in those joints to try and get out there for game day. And he's a tough dude. So he was probably playing through more than the average guy. He could use a good, uh, a good meeting with the docs. No doubt. Tommy Eichenberg, linebacker, uh, CBS has him 162 overall, which would project to about the fifth round. Number 13 linebacker, 6'2", 239. Uh, we know when he's healthy how good he can be. And, uh, again, this is a guy who probably needs to test really well. And we'll see if he's recovered from his injuries, if he works out, or if he's going to save it for OSU's Pro Day. As you guys know, he kind of limped to the finish there at the end of the season, didn't get to play against Michigan or Missouri. So that was kind of a a tough spot for him. Three more guys at the Combine, although none of them are in the CBS Top 250. So these three guys, as it stands, are late-round picks or undrafted free agents who really need to have a great Combine, and that's offensive lineman Matthew Jones, a fifth-year guy, Started, I think, about three seasons for the Buckeyes there at guard. Steel Chambers at linebacker, uh, you know, converted running back, did a bang-up job, and uh, he's got an opportunity maybe to jump into the draft somewhere. And Josh Proctor, who I thought played some of his best football this past year at safety for the Buckeyes, uh, again, he needs to have a great combine, in my opinion. All three of those guys need to test well, interview well, and it only takes one team. Maybe one of them will sneak into the fifth, sixth, seventh round somewhere. So it's kind of a sparse uh, grouping. I mean, we've had years where they've had 10 guys taken in the first four rounds. <laughs> and this year they may be lucky to get five guys taken, period. So uh, we'll see. But uh, we'll be there this week and uh, covering all the frenzy and, and uh, everything else that goes with it and uh, – already making out our, our our chart of, you know, when we can get to this podium for this guy, they bring out uh, something like 10 or 12 guys at a time. So you kind of have to pick and choose uh, where you're going. Thankfully, no situation where two Ohio State guys at the exact state and time this year, but that has happened in the past. And that you just stand there and you're like, who, who organizes this? But, you know, whatever. Can't be in two places at once, even if you're Steve Hellwagon. I'll say this. um, Quick thoughts on some of the other guys we discussed there. Matt Jones, I think Matt's going to have trouble getting drafted. Um, But when you go to Ohio State and you start for a couple years, you will get into somebody's camp, and you will have a chance to make the team. And offensive linemen are so valuable now. I I would expect every single one of these dudes to be on a roster next year. Tommy Eichenberg, I think, is going to go higher than people think. Um, as you know, I'm a Dallas Cowboys nerd and the Cowboys do the best, in my opinion, draft show. It's what Dane Brugler started and they have an actual NFL scout who worked. He loves Eichenberg. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cowboys take him in the third or fourth round. Maybe not the third, but the fourth round. Um, Steel Chambers, to me, if you know anything about Steel Chambers, he'll probably be the captain of someone's special teams at some point and walk out there for the handshake. He's a first-class human being, yep. uh, has succeeded at everything he's ever done in his life. Go back and read about the guy. He's a great baseball player, great student. So those guys stick. Um, he's played offense and defense, smart guy. Josh Proctor is the one to me that if you could get him maybe in the right situation with the right coaching staff, you know, so much of so much for the guys who aren't Marvin Harrison is fit and scheme. But Proctor really did show me some stuff. And when that dude, he can hit, man. Those NFL, like, he hits like an NFL safety. He doesn't get there all the time, and he misses occasionally. But, when, you know, he, when he was playing well, he was creating turnovers. He was around the ball. Um, I think he'd be the kind of – he's a late-round guy that I think someone could take a chance on for sure. And then Marv, you're starting to hear people – I don't know how this happens. And it, I think his absence makes the heart grow fonder. We're starting to hear people say they like Malik Neighbors and Rome Odunze more than Marvin Harrison. And I get that we're biased. But if you pick a receiver over Marvin Harrison, that's on you, man. Seriously. What yeah. are you doing? That would be that would be incredible to me. That has to be marketing or uh, marketing, but just like hedging your bets or something. Yeah, uh, I can't even imagine that. Uh, they're nit- nitpicking Marv. Is the is the epitome of we need content. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since the end of the season, and we need content. Yeah, we'll be all over, and Steve will cover. We'll have plenty of dudes there, and um, should be an interesting event. And like you said, very doubtful that uh, Marv uh, runs. And I see some people saying like Neighbors is better after the catch. Keep in mind, Neighbors played with the Heisman Trophy winner opposite another. First round draft pick on an offense that really opened it up. And he was, yes, he was probably the focal point. But when someone came to play Ohio State last year, who do you think they were focused on? Uh, I've never seen. Have we ever seen an offense built around one player at Ohio State more than that? I have not. Steve, have you? No. And and the issue was everybody around him was hurt. Exactly. Travion was hurt. He still was incredible. Emeka was hurt. And uh, Stover was hurt, and this guy just went out week in and week out and produced big numbers. And, uh, you know, they, they obviously, uh, you know, they lost two games. But, again, uh, he, he always produced in every situation he was put in. And then you go into, like, other things you like about football players, like what kind of kid is he? What's Makeup, his background? Hard worker. What's his family like? Come on, yeah. man. You're checking every box here. One guy actually we didn't discuss is Mayan Williams. Um, I imagine Mayan's going to have to run. He'll be at the combine. I imagine he's going to have to run. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I would say sub 455 to get himself into the mix. What are your thoughts on Mayan? Yeah, and I apologize to Mayan for leaving him out of my diatribe. Uh, You know, I guess him missing, you know, the last half of the season or whatever, uh, it's a little bit of a red flag. He plays so physical that, that he just gets banged up. I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's a hard thing. And uh, everybody you have knows to play that, that way in the NFL too, you know? Yeah. The shelf life on running backs, you know, is just so small. And so um, I do think he's got good value for an NFL team probably in the later rounds, and uh, we'll see. Uh, he wasn't listed in their top 250 either, so that was why it was easy for me to overlook him. But, uh, yeah, I I uh, believe he's got to have a great combine if he's healthy enough to work out. I mean, that's just, you know, what where we're at with him. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got to have a great combine or a great pro day, I presume, Sometime in mid-March, there was a date that was put out for it. I, I don't recall it off the top of my head. It's usually around the 12th to the 17th, somewhere in that range. Ohio State will do its pro day. So uh, I can we'll already tell that. you that. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steve. I can already tell you the number one story on pro day. Is Jim Harbaugh coming to watch the Buckeyes? That's going to be uh, good fodder. Um Shoot, will he keep Joe? Well, he owns the place. He ought to come. Oh, good Lord. You said it. Now you I said it, not you. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Let's be honest. All right, let's talk about something that's surprisingly feeling a little bit better, and that is Ohio State basketball. Um, it's been an Both awful season. Of it. it was an awful season. For, we fired Chris Holtman, and then, lo and behold, they beat Purdue – Sandwiched with a trip to Minneapolis on a cold Tuesday, which was not fun. And then the the streak that uh, it's not one you want to be part of. I believe it was 17 games. Is that right? Yep. 17 which in a row. Spanned over 365 days. Did it not? 420 days. Whoa. 420. Yep. 420. Don't light up uh, for that. That's crazy. 420 days of not winning a game on the road. And they did, uh, and it did not come easy. Um, it took, I would say, a fair, a, a non-diagrammed desperation three. Is that a fair description of Bonner's yes. scale Bonner's shot? Yes. And, and we've uh, even again, somebody somebody on Twitter or the message board said it was a terrible shot. I'm like, Bro, the clock, the clock, any shot you get up in that situation is a good shot. And, uh, you know, uh, Bonner came to Ohio State with the reputation that he was able to provide a little bit of scoring off the bench, but we have not seen it this year. And, and you know, he's only averaging four points, only hitting 28% of his threes. And it just hasn't, it's been a forgettable year for him. And in a lot of the close games that they lost, you know, his fingerprints were kind of there in a bad way, you know, just just didn't play well in some of the close games that they lost and didn't have the kind of impact. 
they were talking about in the preseason that he would start in a three-guard lineup with Gale and Thornton. Instead, they went with Mahaffey, and he's been a fixture in the starting lineup, and he has some limitations. Obviously, the, the next play they run for Evan Mahaffey will be the first. But uh, to me, uh, this was a long time coming for Bonner uh, to finally make a meaningful play in game 27 and then our 28 and then uh, over 4,000 days, 12 years since Ohio State had last won at the Breslin Center. It also happened on a shot in the final seconds with William Buford. Uh, they won a game there in 2012 to win a share of the Big Ten regular season uh, championship. And then uh, you go all these years, nine games there, they lose until they get back there this time. And here's Michigan State. I mean, Tom Izzo in this, you know, autumn of his career, however you want to put it, 29th year, you know, how many more years is he going to be doing this? Every year it seems like they are so up and down. And, yep. you know, they were ranked fourth in the preseason. They certainly haven't lived up to that. And now uh, lost back-to-back home games for the first time in four years. That was improbable. So uh, just it, it was a perfect storm. And I thought Brad Nessler uh, uh, he, and Jay Wright, they just captured it perfectly. Uh, Jay Wright is interviewing Jake Diebler after the game and says, my man, and different things like this to him. Uh-huh. And my wife is sitting there saying, do, do they know each other? You know, does this national championship coach know Jake Diebler? And I'm like, well. They played against each other. The teams did play against each other and probably recruited some yeah, guys, right. you know, whatever, in the gyms, wherever. He's been – Diebler's been around, sure. you know, at this level for about a decade. So, uh, yeah. In, in got a name. Of eight days, he beat two Hall of Famers. He beat yeah. uh, Painter, and now he's beating Izzo. So, um, you know, what's next? Uh, the mayor, Fred Hoiberg, coming to town on uh, what, Thursday night, Nebraska. And Nebraska's playing great ball. I was sitting there after the game, and I'm pounding the table, and I'm like, they are not done yet. They're not done yet. They still have a chance. The only bad thing about this, Dan, is I looked at the net. They didn't budge an inch. They did They After they beat Purdue, they went up to 60. Then after they lost to Minnesota, they went down to 67. And today they're like 66 after beating Michigan State who was like 25-30 in the net. So it's a quad one win, but there's still not enough there. And obviously they got to win the next three games to even get close to the discussion. Michigan State has really dropped off. There was a time probably, I don't know, man, for the last three or four years they've been dropped off. Before that, they were among the three or four best programs. Yeah. In the country, guaranteed. Not yeah, only that, means elite eights, final fours. You could regular. count on you could count on them in the tournament about as well as any team. Like yep. I had a stretch like in my early third when I picked them like four straight years to win the title. <laughs> but seriously, that's how good they were. They are not anywhere near that right now. No, not no. anywhere near that. So they got two players, Hall and uh, Walker. Everybody else is a. They brought and, Jason uh, Richardson off the bench at one point. Yeah. Okay. He was the fifth pick in the draft eventually. So they, they there's going to be some Izzo chatter coming here. Um, and he's not going to like it. 
and they will hear the fact that he they, you will know he doesn't like it because he will yeah the you. Valenti show today in Detroit should be uh, oh, quite a treat. Gosh. I love me some Valenti. I'm telling you, the Valenti stuff during the Michigan thing should be submitted to the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. It hasn't materialized yet. Uh, the D'Antonio thing. comes too, back. The D'Antonio thing a few years ago, his line was, I would just like that Mark D'Antonio, the athletic director, the president, and the board of trustees all be placed in a hot air balloon right. and sailed directly into the center of the sun. Yeah. He's, he doesn't mince words. No. Great. Here's the most interesting thing about the basketball team. Two things at once. One, yes, we can discuss Jake Diebler and um, I guess. A lot guess of guys have got the job this way. I mean, Chris Holtman got the job at Butler by beating North Carolina yeah. as an example. Uh, Steve Fisher obviously winning a national championship at Michigan. There's a lot of examples of, of interims who got bumped up, but. I don't think we're at that point yet, though, Dan. I think uh, he's he would have to really, really – I mean, this is a he nice start. It? And he'll he get a good job out of this. Either he's yeah. going to get this job, which I believe is completely improbable mm-hmm. still, or he's going to jump off from here and somebody is going to need a coach and he's going to get a decent enough job out of this. No, he said he'll get – if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he's going to get the coaching waiting job at a better, at a yeah. good school. Um, yeah. I said, Steve Fisher, do you think they would take something like that for him to get the gig? I mean, he'd have to go on. Yeah, you can't win the na- they can't win the national championship. This roster is not good enough. I mean, we, we, I mean, Michigan state's not very good. So for that to be your, your measuring stick, um, uh, you know, if and we're, we saw we saw some glimpses yesterday. Devin Royal in yep. let's say week month four. Welcome to the party, bro. Yep. Thank you. And uh, he, they said after one of his recent games, <laughs> he couldn't run a mile. In the summer, they do conditioning runs. In the summer, a Division One basketball signee who you think's got to have stamina could not run a mile. Mr. Basketball having to stop. And now he's finally, if you, if you want, and here, here's the thing, Michigan state, uh, they pulled out Sissico, who's a senior and they started Xavier Booker, the prized freshman up until now they've started four seniors and one junior Aikens. Then Ohio state pulls out battle. Ohio state has been starting four sophomores and a senior. Well, yesterday it was four sophomores and a freshman, Scotty Middleton, and, you know, does not compute. It's men, 23-year-old men, because of these super senior years against boys. And, you know, the boys won yesterday. Little brother won on the on the playground yesterday, that's for sure. Yeah, this was not uh... – you don't want to be in East Lansing today. The paint's coming off the inside of that locker room. Yeah. Uh, not going to be good. But here's what's interesting. I heard Adam Finkelstein talk yesterday. Adam is the lead, uh, one of the lead guys on hoops for 24-7 sports. And he said the most heavily recruited point guard in the country right now is Bruce, Bruce Thornton. Thornton. He said, and Adam knows what he's talking about, more than 20 schools have reached out to Thornton. Expecting yep. him to hit the transfer portal. Wow. It's um, open field. 
And, and here's the thing. The foundation has really stepped up. Uh, one of the collectives, uh, Ron Stokes, I think Evan Turner, Matt Terwilliger, and, and uh, Mike Conley Jr., I think, are all involved with this uh, push to have a salary pool for uh, men's basketball at Ohio State. And that's what you need to win some of these bidding wars and get better players in there. And uh, to me, Dan, they're three players shy right now, just based on what I see coming back that's usable. The two players coming in, Junie Mobley and Colin White, who will probably be role players the first two years. And, I mean, neither of them is Jim Jackson coming in to take them to the Sweet 16. So uh, I look at it that uh, they got to go get three guys. They got to go get a big, uh, a dependable big. They got to go get another battle. They got to go get another guy who's a wing, 6'8 wing who can shoot threes and 6'6 wing, whatever. And then just best player available, whoever else, because they don't have it. They they don't have it. So, but you got to retain Bruce Thornton too in this. Yeah, model. if you don't, that's Thornton. four guys, including a point guard. If you don't get Thornton, try and keep Gail and Akpara and go from there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. One thing that's going to be interesting, and we can talk about this now in terms of who the next coach will be, is the approach that they take. Um, if it's just, this is speaking, isn't it? We're we're now in the land of opinion. In my opinion, I don't think you can build. I don't think you can build teams anymore over the long term. I do think you want to get a few mainstays that you want to build around. But here's the problem. Guys that are good enough to build around are usually NBA players, and they yeah. leave. <laughs> so the genie's not going back in the bottle. If you don't like to recruit, if you don't deal with change very well, if you're not someone that's got a real good track record handling adversity – you're not going to be a good coach anymore. You know, Steve and I covered recruiting in basketball back in the day when it was like Duke and Carolina didn't recruit. They selected. Kentucky selected. Every, I mean, and it was just a trickle-down effect. That's not the case anymore, man. It is a completely – if you think football is the Wild West, basketball is, I don't know, the Wild West on Mars. So I don't know. Yeah. It's – it's always been the shadiest. I mean, I used to love to cover it because they, everyone was burning the candle at both ends. Football coaches won't throw other football coaches under the bus. Basketball coaches will believe yeah. me. It's great. It's fun to cover, but yeah. I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, it's a very difficult hire in my opinion, because you're always going to be, this is what I want. Nate Oates from Alabama and everyone freaks out about uh, the fact that he had the kid on his team. Are those people not watching Charlotte Hornets games now either? Because that guy's actually on the team. Uh, how the coach handled it. Nate Oates is a recruiter, okay? He is a go-getter. He's been at a program where he's used to being the second fiddle. Um, he's a builder. He did a, Buffalo was better than they've ever been. With him. Alabama is not a basketball school, okay? They stink, and he's got yeah. them competitive. So I think you need someone like that who's basically doing 52 pickup every year. Um, for example, yep. Darren Peterson, uh, an Ohioan, is coming through the uh, this. He's at a prep school now, but he's the best player to come through Ohio in a while. I think from now on, you should be able to identify those guys before anybody else, and we need to get back into going for the one-year Ohio guys. Yep. Here's why. 
because guys come here anyway, and if there's a void and they're good, they leave anyway. Every yeah. good player we've had come here, D'Angelo Russell was not coming here to be a one and done. Malachi Branham was not coming here to be a one and done. If you don't have other guys here yeah. to take shots away from them, you're in trouble. What do you, do you agree with that? Or do you yeah, think I wholeheartedly you, you got to embrace the churn and you need levels of players. You need, you need that superstar, but you need, you know, you know, Illinois has Shannon, but they've also got Coleman Hawkins who can go off for 25 on any given night and Gary a, and, you know, I mean, what, what Brad Underwood did in the portal the last two years, three impact guys, both years, uh, I mean, and here Ohio State's got one with battle. Well, you wonder why Illinois is sitting second and Ohio State is sitting second from bottom. That tells you right there. You can't do it strictly with freshmen and sophomores. You have to uh, keep people as best you can. And he got stung by Branham and Sensabaugh, you know, both one and dones that neither of them, I thought, were going to have that potential coming in. But uh, who could it be? I keep saying I want the guy who's going to be the best college basketball coach in the next decade. Right. And, you know, track, I don't, I don't want, I, I'm 56 years old, but I'm going to be ageist in this instance. I don't want Bruce Pearl. I don't need anybody in their sixties. I need somebody with energy, somebody with connections, energy and connections. You connections. Yes. Give me Literally. a guy that's tapped in with all the player agents that's tapped in with all the AU people tapped in with where the talent is flowing from and where it's going, you know, have Nike behind you. I mean, Peterson, I read the interview that they did with, uh, I think, Deshaun London maybe from our uh, network. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're openly yep. openly saying, well, you know, it's it, Ohio State's not an Adidas program, but, you know, there's no quid pro quo that just because we signed this big deal with Adidas that he has to go to an Adidas school. Well, you know, yeah, I think there probably will be when it comes to push to shove. But, you know, I guess let it play out. I guess Kentucky is his favorite place and they're going to tread water on Ohio State until there's a full time coach and then get to know whoever that is. So to me, Dan, whenever I think Ross Bjork, who starts work March 1st, which is what Thursday, Friday of this week. He's already got to be working on this, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. I guess that'd be Friday since this is a leap year. Um, he's going to hit the ground running on this thing. And whenever the coach that he wants, their team is done, it's say goodbye to them and we introduce you 36 hours later in Columbus because they have got right. to get a staff in place and hit the ground running. It's a tarmac yes. Uh, negotiation. Yes, Fire Thank up. Thank you. Uh, love you. Goodbye. Exactly. Fire up Buckeyes one <laughs> and just make an itinerary, rank your coaches, and just fly around with a check. Yep. I think uh, this is not obviously the preferable way to do things, but we you cannot expect to win anymore playing by old rules. No. The rules have changed and they favor the rich. The paradigm has changed the rules. But we're rich, so I don't understand why we wouldn't take advantage of that. Um, yep. We'll be back tomorrow. I will be back with the Dean and the Grand Poobah. We will talk all sorts of recruiting. Steve is ready to hit the road for the Combine. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one. Buck.
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.